You're listening to the Win Build Send podcast, a podcast focused on evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. I'm your host, Gabriel Minchaka. Thanks for listening. Okay, this is uh, Gabriel Menchaca. I'm here with a great couple from Praise Chapel San Pedro. They're going to share a little bit about themselves and I'll let them introduce themselves. So. Uh, my name is Melvin. Um, almost, I'm 29 years old. Um, I've been in the San Pedro Fellowship for about six to seven years now since uh, Pastor Angel was there. Wow. My wow. wife's name is uh, Lola. Well, actually, it's Dolores, but Dolores. we all know her as a, everybody calls her Lola. So um, she's uh, seven years older than me. <laughs> There's a thrill that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to say that. <laughs> yeah, I have to say it. It's part of the story. It's part of the yeah. love story. <laughs> and um, she has a different upbringing from me, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, Spanish Pentecostal church. And uh, my wife grew up uh, Catholic. Okay. I wanted to ask you guys about the birth of your son. Okay. Uh, uh, but maybe you can just start out, you know, what happened? Um, well, you know, first, my daughter, she was a preemie too. Okay. So, uh, she was born at 32 weeks, and then, um, you know, we, we were like, oh, we're done, you know, like, and then 10 years later, my wife was like, you know, let's just try to have another one, you know, to see, um, see what happens, and now that we're in the faith, you know, like... We, 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 I guess we, we thought, like, you know, God's going to be there, you know, like, everything's going to be all right, you know? I mean, everything is all right, but, yeah. you know, it just kind of, we had, like, this urge, like, more like a, like, he's right there with us, you know? And then, um, so we, you know, we, we went for it, and, and, you know, then we found out that he was pregnant, and then, look, everything looked like it was fine, you know, because there was struggles with my daughter, too, but everything looked good, and then, um, yeah, when we found out that, and we were having a boy. Um, the doctor just—he was just looking at the screen for a good minute, and then he was like, um, "I don't like what I'm seeing." So. So the doctor said that in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. So we thought like, is there something wrong with the baby? But. It, well, before that, I remember um, they did because I was seeing a specialist because okay. Elena was a preemie and I was a high risk. It was high risk pregnancy. Um, so they did like a blood test and everything. And they said that he was going to have a spin up. I don't know what it is, but it, what the way he explained it was, um, his, his spinal, spinal wasn't connected and he was going to have some piece missing right here. And he was going to be, um, di- like in disability, like his whole life. Wow. And he was probably not going to make it. Mm. So I was like. He's like, sometimes it's like a false positive, and I was like, that's what it is. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's what he has. Like, mm-hmm. run another test, do another ultrasound. Yeah. So then I went back and they did it, and they were like, oh, like he's okay, everything's there, everything's connected. Wow. So I had him, and he came out crying, and that just amazed the doctors because they were like, he's only twenty four weeks, and when they're this young they don't cry wow they just come out and that's it we have to help them breathe and everything and he was crying and moving and they were like oh my gosh like so they took him and that was 
the last time I saw him for a couple days, and then he went and saw him in the NICU. Oh yeah, so then when I went when I went because they they wheeled her off. She had to go into surgery. I mean, you ever seen like those movies like when they're in the hospital and like they're trying to like save somebody's life? There's like blood everywhere and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's what it was playing like in my mind. Like, like he was born. The doctors like, oh, uh, we got to take her into surgery because like um, I forgot what happened. He he came out and I guess he like cause complications for her mm-hmm. and then um so i was like oh my goodness like my son is going up there who knows what they're gonna do to him and then now they're gonna take her so then so then they um they took her off you know into the surgery the or and then they took my son and they just left me there i'm like okay so what am i supposed to do here like there's like stuff everywhere like you know like scalpel you know scalpels and everything like tools everywhere and like towels and then Finally, like three hours later, um, one of the nurses comes to clean up the room and she's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, you guys just left me here. And then I went down and she was already out of surgery. She was coming out of the anesthesia and um, I still couldn't see my son. It was, uh, I didn't sleep that whole night because he was born like, what, 11? Yeah, well, it was late at night. Late at night. And um, three hours later, she came out of surgery and three hours later then I was able to go see my son yeah the first sight that I saw him I mean he has wires everywhere mm. he has uh, three three to four um, connections going inside of his belly button um, he has IVs um, he's got a big uh, tube down his his throat and um, it was probably one of the hardest things to see man just yeah um, I remember just um, seeing and then the, I remember the doctor just being like oh he's doing good right now you know I'm surprised um, he's like usually like babies this age like we have to revive them but we didn't have to revive him he's been on his own um, but I could just see like the you know like the rib cage like the way that he was breathing like you could see because his skin was so translucent you can see every vein wow. in his body like we literally saw him develop from 24 weeks and on. And, um... How much did he weigh when he was born? One pound and... Eight ounces? Eight ounces. One pound and eight ounces. Yeah. So then at the sight, like, of your son, was... What was the... What was the number one emotion? Like, was it just, like... Um... I was just... Because I had asked the doctor, like, um... What's the survival rate? Like, is he? So you're saying he's doing good? Like, so what? What are the chances of him, according to your stats and 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 whatever you're saying that he's doing good? He said they do good for the first three days, but after that, um, is that's the honeymoon stage. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're good for three days, and then after that, it's up to them if they want to keep fighting, or if they just give up on life and they go downhill from there. So he's like the it's a fifty percent chance. Wow. So I was I was just like, oh man, like I've never had to pray so hard in my life or trust in God so hard. That's the, that was the first thing that, that came to my mind. Like, man, I've never had to trust in him so so much and so hard, like like in this moment. He was doing good and then until uh, I remember one day um, I went in right before work. 
and they were trying to just to change his diaper because you know these little tiny diapers they have to change them and stuff and he just took a dip mm. um, his heart rate dropped um, his breathing dropped and I just remember seeing all the nurses just rush and, and put the, the little mask on him I think that was probably the hardest like seeing him take dips um, is what they call a Brady or an apnea he would be fine like he'll be sleeping and all of a sudden he just because their brain is not developed mm -hmm. fully their brain forgets to tell their organs to hey you gotta breathe so he would forget to breathe and he was just holding his breath and like turning purple and mm. so at this point um, how long have you guys been in church? five years five years five years mm -hmm. and you're serving God and you're like like your faith is strong like you said you, yes. you were like we're, let's have a baby our faith is strong yeah. like yes. we, you know so then um, and then this happens how did you feel spiritually like, like what did you guys feel like I heard other women speak you know like at women's discipleships and stuff and saying how like when they go through things and then they feel like God with them and um, it's like God's strength that got them through it and I can honestly say that that's what got me through it because mm. I was calm the whole time like I was just, I would walk in and see him and I felt peace. Mm. I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, my world is ending. I didn't feel like that, you know? And everybody would always tell me like, wow, you look so calm. Like, how can you be so calm? Like, why are you in service? Like, why aren't you in the hospital? Because um, we had him on a Wednesday and I went to church on Sunday. Mm. Like they discharged me and I went to church because I was like, why am I going to stay home? Like, I need to go and praise God. Mm. Yeah, my son's born already, but he's alive. So I went to church and I worshipped. And um, my husband's on the worship team. So he didn't sing that day, you know, because pastor's like, you know, if, if, if you need to take time to go to the hospital, it's okay. Like, we understand. But we're like, no, we're going to be in service. Like, we'll be there. So we went and um, I remember them singing... Um, that song, Your Praise Will Always Be On My Lips. Mm -hmm. And that was it. I was like, yep. Through this whole time, my, your, I will praise you. Mm -hmm. No matter what happens. Like, this is it, you know? So, um, every time I saw him, like, I just knew like, he was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like, even though we've seen him go through so much, like, just, I just never, I, ne I didn't have a doubt. Like, even though I saw him breathe, stopped breathing, like, three times and they had to bring him back. Like, I was like, God, you... I was like, how did I do this? Like, so he stopped breathing three times. I'm pretty sure it was more than that, but the times that I saw yeah. was three times. And wow. they had to bag him and help him breathe and give him CPR and everything. And they brought him back. Wow. So it was so pretty tough. At that <laughs> point, yeah, you said, like, the, it was really the strength of God that got you through. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're praying and you're reading. Yes. Uh, were you doing that daily? or? Yes. So then how did the scriptures fill to you at that point? Like. Oh my gosh. It was like, I was just fine. I was just looking through the Bible. Like I didn't even know what to read or where to go. Like, because I was just like, God, like, where do I even start? Like, so I was just praying and I'd open my Bible and it would be like a song or Proverbs. And then I started reading on Philippians. And I was just like, you know, it's just just different things that I would read and I was just like oh my gosh this is so true like 
Like, I can't do this without him. Yeah. Like, I would have been a mess. You know? So, um... So, like, 25 days after he was born, or a little a little bit less, maybe, like, 20 days, um, he got an infection in the hospital. And um, they were telling us, you know, if he gets an infection, it's really, really bad. Like, a lot of preemies don't make it out of it. So, we were, like, that's what we were praying for. Like, please don't let him get an infection. Like, let him be okay. Like, we could deal with all the other things. And then we walk in, and he just looks like his heart rate is so high. His temperature is high, and we're like, what's going on? Like, what happened? And they're like, oh, well, um, they found an infection overnight, like, because they kept drawing his blood every, like, six hours. They had to poke his little ankle and squeeze the blood out every six hours to test it for, like, the oxygen, the sugar, like, everything. And they found an infection, so he had, um, what he has, it was, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Sepsis? It was sepsis. So it was sepsis. And then right after that, he had an abscess right here where they had the IV on his arm. Mm-hmm. And then um, then he had another infection on his leg. So he had three infections going on at once. Wow. One after the other. And he was doing really bad. Like, I, I seriously think the nurses thought, like, this is it. Like, he's, he's done. Like, and then, like, they would see us praying for him because we'd go and we'd pray and, like, I'd play worship music for him. Um... I don't sing. I have a horrible voice. But I'd sing to him. I was like, I'm going to worship for you, you know? Like, so, um, and then nurses would see this and they were like, oh my gosh, like, you guys, like, you guys keep praying for him. You guys keep praying for him. And we're like, oh yeah, nonstop. Um, so they they finally let us hold him because I hadn't, we weren't able to touch him. At all, right? At all. Yeah. At all. Because mm-hmm. it would just hurt him. Yeah. So the, I think they thought, it was kind of like, oh, I feel so sorry for them. Let, let her hold him at least, you know, in case he does pass. Like, So I was able to hold him and do, like, skin to skin with them. And then after that, he took a turn. Like, he started getting better. He started getting better. Like, I, I was holding him. I had my phone next to me, and I was playing I was playing Rain Collective. And I was just, like, playing this worship music over and over. And he just started getting better. And so you, Melvin, how was this for um, you? I remember every night I would go, I would, cause I was do the, I would do that early morning, um, right after work, and then I would go right before I would go to bed. So what, what hours were these? Just like, I, like just. I would go at six thirty to eight thirty in the morning. In the morning, and, and then, then go to work. And then go to work, and then I would get out of work, and then I would go from five thirty to like seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, come back home, eat dinner, put uh, help my wife with with my daughter, and then I would go from depending what time, it would be probably like Mom, ten to like midnight sometimes. De- depending on how we would, if I would, depending on the conversations I would have with the nurse or the RTs, you know, like the respiratory technicians. Uh-huh. Um, so it would depend, but um, every night I would go, I, I would read him a song. I would open up the thing in the little cubby hole and just read him a song. And for me, what, the, the hardest part for me and was when, he, when we found out about the infections. Mm-hmm. You know, they said, oh, you know, this is, this is a very critical for preemies, like my wife said. And I remember just going um, to my car 
this one night and um, I just started bawling. Mm. And when you talk about how you asked us about scriptures, I mean, it's like every scripture that you read about trusting in him just started like jam packing into my mind and like and uh, you know like casting all your anxieties and fears onto him um, you read about Job when he says even though you slay me mm. yet I will praise you mm -hmm. um, the Psalms where it says be still and know that I am God you know um, all these all these verses just started started to j like jam pack into my mind like they were just starting to come alive and finally just I remember my prayer I was just crying my eyes out and I was like um, Lord if you're gonna take him then he's yours but if you're gonna allow him to live then we're still gonna praise you mm -hmm. regardless of the circumstance and like my wife said after I just let everything go it was when uh, I guess you can say peace just came into my 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 life um, regardless of what happened yeah you know like um, in a real way you had actual yeah. peace like I remember sharing this before um, at church I was like if you I, I told the congregation I was like if he would have passed it would have given given me more of a motivation to be like hey you know I really want to make it into heaven to see my son mm. you know but you know God gave me gave us a chance yeah that he's here today and we're, we're able to enjoy him. So, uh, even though he drives us crazy sometimes, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Just to give some context, he was maybe like 10 minutes ago, he was yelling and banging on the washer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Like, I recall, uh, I think it was Pastor Omar. He did uh, his sermon, and it was on things that uh, people kind of like get wrong or something in the Bible, and he was saying like, uh, God won't let you go through anything you can't handle, and uh, and that's not in the that's not in the Bible, but a lot of people quote it and like you know use it as as like a Christian sort of belief, and so I remember like it was a context of, of this in particular, like could you say you you could handle this without God, like I I would if I'm hearing you and I'm and it's, I put myself in a situation I'd be like no, <laughs> I'd be like yeah. angry blaming god i i literally would be just like really just like kind of like man like lord like like why are you allowing this to happen so like on that sense like how do you feel and in, in when people say like god won't let you go through anything you can't handle like what would you say to those that in a sense believe that um i think it's on the contrary i think god gives us um things that we can't handle so that we can rely on him because the minute we start thinking, oh, um, I got this, then why do we need God? Yeah. We're saying we don't need him when we say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't have this. He does. So then this pushed you to that point of, of really understanding and having clarity that, like, we absolutely need God. Yes. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. So then what would you say to somebody who's like, if they're going through like a crazy circumstance, like what would be like your best piece of advice that like you guys could take from what, everything that you went through and everything that was developed or even like um, uh, built up in you, like what would you take and say like, I would say this to that person? Yeah, and something that people, 
something that people say to me still now is, um, man, I would have been so angry, but I wasn't. I wasn't angry. Um, and I think a lot of people think or feel like they have the right to be angry. Mm-hmm. Like when, when stuff happens and they blame God. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it that way. And I still don't. Um, I lost my first son. This was before I met my husband. And it was like kind of like a similar situation. He was a preemie. And, but he didn't make it. He was only alive for 10 days. And mm-hmm. I saw him die. So when I saw Benjamin, I was like, oh my gosh, this can't happen again. But this was different. It was so different. Um, so my advice is don't stop praying. Don't stop that line of communication with God. Um, keep reading because he's going to guide you through it. And um, it's uh, something that one of my close friends said was, it's not, um, it's how you dance in the storm, <laughs> you know? And um, I danced because I was worshiping him. I was mm-hmm. worshiping him in the storm. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop praying. Don't stop reading your word. Because that's the only way you're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. And other people are watching. Other people are seeing us go through this. And they're going to see, what are they doing? Like, are they okay? Are, are, are they going to break? Or... You know, like, or they're tripping out that you haven't broke. Yes, yes, you know, and it's like, no, why would I stop coming to church? Yeah, why would I stop um, singing praises to him? Like, why? Mm -hmm. My son's here, you know, he's live because of God. Yeah, the nurses were the ones that took care of him, but I think God guided them through it Mm -hmm. because it was one of the nurses that found that infection in him that was able to treat him that saved them yeah you know and each time my son stopped breathing the nurses were there like Mm. they were on it you know and i thank god for them for every single one of them and then like all the other you know we 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 talk with other the parents that were in the NICU and they remember what they remember about us is praying Mm. always praying and how strong our faith was I saw one of the parents um, that was right next to us, and the, they named their baby actually uh, Sela. You know, like in the songs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember I, I I walked in. They had just you know the baby had just come in right next to my son. I, you know, he was like halfway or three quarters of his term already at the hospital, and um, we would always see the babies that would come and go. And this new baby came in named Sela, and uh, I remember seeing the the name, and I'm like, and I looked at the parents, you know, and I just remember seeing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.